it's 9.16 a.m. And I just spent the last 10 minutes letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. This is not going to be a perfect episode, and that's okay, because that's kind of the point of this one. So hopefully the wind isn't going to be too rough, the waves won't be too loud, the traffic not too annoying, the cicadas not too overpowering, the crunch of this giant pile of shells that I'm standing on, not too much, and just my voice here with you because you're listening to an episode of The 24-Hour Woman. I'm your host, Magdalene Zinke. And I am coming to you from the northern shore the northeast shore of Tybee Island, Georgia, off the coast of Savannah, where I am beaching for the week with my in-laws and my spouse and our children and his brother and his brother's girlfriend. And I needed a moment. I needed a moment to step away and to be by myself, but also not really to be by myself because I'm I've been thinking about making another episode of this podcast for a while. Well, truly, since I posted the last one. When's the next one going to be? The eternal question. And it looks like this is it. It's been seven months. Seven months? Yeah, it's been since early January 2021 since I posted the last one. And I looked back at the timestamp and it all kind of fell into place. Why, why that was the last one and why there's been this huge gap in between and why I've struggled so much and um, not been able to produce anything. But that's not entirely true. And I, and I do want to start off by inviting you to perceive, to take in the one thing that I did manage to Uh, the one artistic thing I did manage to complete by the skin of my teeth um, this past six months, and that is a recorded production of my solo play, 8th Annual Women's Retreat, which is going up as part of the East to Edinburgh Festival from 59 East 59th in New York. So I will post a link to that festival in the notes. And... What you do is you get a a festival pass for, I believe, $20, and that will allow you to see all nine of the shows that are part of this festival. And it was originally started, or, I mean, the festival's been going for a few years, but um, this version was put into play in January, I think? I'm not exactly sure. Um, But while the pandemic was still raging in ye olde America, and I, I say this as there are mounting headlines about the Delta variant and, you know, so maybe we'll be going back into, you know, more socially distanced life. Um, you know, as I'm speaking, we're opening back up, I guess, or we've opened back up or whatever is, you know, going on in America. Um, but anyway, my point is that this festival was planned 
for times when digital theater was all the rage out of necessity. And so we're, we're still doing that. So you can view this online from anywhere. My show is about 40 minutes long, and it concerns the friendship of Pam and Barb and Olga and Khaki, who are just trying to take a damn vacation to Taquamanan Falls State Park in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It's a comedy. It's heartfelt. It does contain quite a bit of swearing and um, some adult themes. So just know that going into it. But I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I submitted it because my my friend Jess encouraged me to, and and I thought, you know, hell, I'll just get the I'll just get the script polished up because it's been a few years, and I you know went through it and realized that it's just built on a mountain of fat phobia jokes so I took my more newly conscientious mind and and did a rewrite and sent it off and thought nothing more of it and then they accepted it and then it was this incredible like oh fuck moment that lasted for four months or so and then I finally got it recorded and sent it off um my style, a week late. But it is in the capable hands of the producers. It is going up now, and you will be able to view it online from July 15th through the 25th. And again, I'll post that link so that you can find it easily. One of the great things about this festival, and really impressed with how they've done it, is that... Um, Basically, all the tickets go into a big pie, and then at the end, the money, the pie gets split between all the contributing artists. So, you know, the more passes, the more money that we make, and so everybody can have support for their, you know, life expenses, and then going on to make the next piece. So that's that. Come see 8th Annual Women's Retreat. I'm pretty proud of what I've made. And that's a, that's a good segue into the next portion of this which is that I've been, ever since I started making this podcast I've been struggling to understand what it is that I'm trying to do because for most of my life I've identified as a as a theater artist um, and I still do and I still do and I you know, I'd also consider myself a writer, but I, like, why the audio medium? Why was I drawn to that? And, you know, part of it is wanting to put out more of an art form that I admire because there are some podcasts that I really love. And I, you know, wanted to give that feeling to other people. And I, I think I have based on the responses that I've gotten from listeners. But as the four and a half or so years have passed since I started this, two things have become apparent to me, especially in the last six months. And one is that I, as a human being, cannot produce things on my own. Like, that's just not... I can, but I can't do it consistently, and that inconsistency is damaging to my sense of self-worth I guess is what it boils down to um 
that it really, like not being able to consistently follow through on releasing podcasts every week, for example, um, has been really a struggle for me. And I've been trying to figure out why that is. And it's, you know, part of it is being a parent to young children and the living circumstances that we've been in. But also part of it is just me and my brain. And, and I've come to realize that in the last six months in particular, that my brain works a little differently in a way that medication might help. And I'm not saying that lightly. Um, I've been thinking very seriously about this, but I ultimately don't know what this is and I don't know what medication looks like. What I know is that when I read down the list of symptoms for how ADHD presents in adult women, a lot of those things feel really familiar. A lot of the things about hyper-focus versus being unable to focus on anything at all. Um, time blindness, that's a big one. And I don't want to talk about it too much because, like I said, this is this is... You know, something I'm still figuring out on my own. And like I just said, I'm realizing that I, you know, that that I can't be just relying on only myself. That it has to be a bigger picture. That I am part of a larger web. And that means, you know, that means many things. And, and part of that is to really... Part of that is really stepping back and getting a handle on my life, whether that's through medication or a diagnosis or just really being conscientious about the structures I'm putting into place. I've got to step back and do that. And in order to do that, I need to put this podcast to rest for a little bit. So look back at that January 4th, 2021 timestamp, date stamp. And I think about what had just happened, how my friend had just gotten promoted. And I, you know, was confronting what it would be like to not have childcare outside of you know, my mother-in-law and my husband. And, you know, just thinking about how the next few months would go with, of course, no idea how it would actually go. And then two days later, the insurrection at the Capitol happened, and that kind of knocked the last of the wind out of my sails. And even though I've been fighting it every step of the way, I've been going to ground since then. Maybe not since then. I feel like I'm starting to poke my head up. But only once I was thoroughly ground down into acknowledging that things cannot proceed the way that they have been proceeding, that I have been barely holding my life together, and that especially now that we're approaching the age where I'm going to be, where responsibility for the children, oh, I said that weird, responsibility for the children um, includes things like schools and programming and, you know, like all of these other things that have bureaucratic strings attached and I'm, I'm not functioning. I am not managing as things are. 
I think I'm putting up a pretty good illusion that I'm managing. Um, but the cost is, is pretty detrimental to myself, to the way that I speak to myself and the way that I treat myself. And, and then that leeches over into how I treat my family and, and it's no good and it's got to stop. The other thing I realized is that, um, what I do put out into the world needs to be done much more carefully than I have been doing. I'm, you know, starting with the fat phobia jokes and the anti-Native American jokes that were in this play that I wrote, you know, not, not that long ago. And it just seemed like it was fine. And then going back and realizing how much hate is in me and is spewing out onto the page. Well, yeah, I need to be much more careful because even, you know, comparatively, it's not that much hate, but that is not what I want to be putting out into the world. In fact, quite the opposite. I want to be helping people unlearn their hate. And so I'm going to be, like I said, putting this, <laughs> just going to call this episode, like I said, um, going to be putting this podcast to sleep for a little bit because as a white woman of education and some means in America, I, I have a responsibility to, and, and, and an awakening mind And I mean that in the more general cultural sense that I'm starting to see the patterns and understand the underpinnings of this this world that I live in. Oh my God, I got oh, now I've got shells poking into my ass. Well, you know, good metaphor. I got shells poking into my ass and I can't just sit here anymore. Um, I've got to do something about it. And I think, so I started with the podcast, giving little homework assignments, do this, research this. And then 2020 happened and it did, that just felt so not enough, but at the same time, like more than some people were getting in their daily life. More than, you know, what I was providing there was perhaps a starting place for some folks to be going on their own journey of discovery and figuring out what they can do about changing the underpinnings of the society, changing the systemic racism, um, challenging the status quo and fighting for something that's better for everyone. And I kind of came to this conclusion mainly after seeing an interview, I forget where, but it was with Arundhati Roy, the writer from, sorry, that came out weird again, Arundhati Roy. She's a writer from India and she was talking about her task in the midst of the that dreadful moment in the spring where India was just collapsing. 
And she was talking about how some of her friends are on the ground getting oxygen to people, but that is not her strength. Her strength is as a writer and in communicating information. And was like, yep, that's, that is what I've been setting my sights on for most of my life is communicating information via story. And so if I'm going to be doing something like a podcast, then I need to be much more aware of what I'm putting out there and not just doing this like seat of my pants sort of thing that's been going on since the beginning of this podcast, which is good. I'm not, I'm not shitting on my prior work because it has really carried me far and it provided a door for me to walk through as an artist and, and really understand how essential it is to me to be creating and also how how important silence is to me. I don't know that I would have been aware enough to start understanding how my brain works differently if I hadn't been seeking silence for recording and editing and realizing how little of that there was available to me and how much difference it made to me when I, when I did find that silence. So, ultimately, I'm going to be seeking more silence. And after that, more noise, more stories, more work. This is life's work for me. And I hope that there is more podcast and more audio work to come. I'm certainly trying to continue work on the scripted podcast that I was working on back in January. That was another thing that went out the window after the insurrections and just like the exhaustion really hit. It's like, I can't keep working on this. Um, but we're going to try and get back, get that band back together in the fall and have a little Christmas show. And if it doesn't, then we'll, if it doesn't work out, then we'll, you know, be disappointed and move on to the next thing and, and learn our lessons from that. But even while this little podcast is, is going to, we're going to give it a nice little tuck in, put it to sleep and let it dream of what it will be in the morning when it wakes. And if it, well, if it dies in its sleep, <laughs> is that where we want to take this? If it dies in its sleep, we will have given it a good tuck in and a sweet kiss on the cheek. Mwah. I'm still going to be out here making things. I'm going to be keeping my website updated. I am going to be continuing to make theater because, like I said, that's my task. Telling, reflecting the world back to itself via the medium of storytelling. And I hope that I hope that there's more audio in my future. I, it is a darling little medium and I enjoy it, but you know, time of life. It's just not right. Just not right. Not right now. I am also going to be taking down my Patreon. That didn't quite work out how I wanted it to because I wanted to have the kind of brain where I could just, you know, make make the podcast and then make more things for people who are supporting me and it's just, it's I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know. This, this little 
mountain of shells that I'm sitting on right now is actually a pretty good visual reminder of how it feels right now. Like there's just stuff all around me and there's some pretty stuff and there's some broken stuff and there's some weird stuff and, and you know, I'm sure if I pick through it, I can make a little, a beautiful little thing, but it's going to require some picking through. Okay, now I'm losing myself in metaphors. Oh yeah, I was talking about Patreon. Um, yeah, so I'm shutting that thing down. And But before I, before I do that, I just a huge, absolutely huge thank out. Thank out. Am I breaking? Is this why I need to stop podcasting? Maybe. Huge shout out. Huge thank you to the folks who have supported me financially over the course of these last several years. It, every single bit made a huge difference, especially knowing that just like Amanda Palmer said in her TED talk, if you put your hand out and ask, there are people who in that moment are willing and able to give but I'm shutting her down because I can't do the extras. And also because I discovered coffee, Ko-Fi, I don't know, K-O-F-I dot com. And I have signed up for a thing there. So if you do want to support me financially for this work and for the work of writing that I will be putting up on my blog, for the plays that I am creating, for the constant churning of my brain, you can go through kofi.com, coffee, and leave me a tip. You can become a monthly subscriber, a monthly supporter, and that would be awesome. But like I said, taking a step back, not sure what I'm going to be putting out publicly. And one of the things that I'm doing is examining and healing my relationship with money. So, you know, there's part of me that's like... Do not ask for monthly subscribers. Nobody wants to subscribe to you and your brain. But maybe someone does. Or maybe you just leave me a tip, hey? Yeah. I am planning on having little things available through that, through my website. Um, little bits and pieces that you can pick up. Maybe a recorded poem here. Or, um, hey, who knows? Maybe even an audio version of 8th Annual Women's Retreat that play that I mentioned at the beginning that you should go and get your tickets for. But we'll see. And just know that whatever artwork starts appearing on the other end of this moment of pause will be more deeply considered. Will be not only to satiate my own creative needs, but will be produced with the seriousness of someone who understands the greater nature of their task. That this isn't just about entertaining people. It's about moving humanity forward, taking our next step together. And we can't do that without knowing how we look. And somebody's got to be the mirror. So very, very, very much love to each and every one of you listening. For a moment, I had a picture of you sitting in front of me on this horribly uncomfortable, 
this horribly uncomfortable shell beach. Just 10 folks hanging out here, wondering when's she gonna stop talking because my butt hurts and my butt hurts. So I'm gonna stop talking. Just one more thing. Probably not one more thing because that's how I work, but just one more thing for now. There's probably going to be a couple more episodes coming out because I did some wonderful interviews that sounded good with some folks that I want you to hear from. Um, Cotezi, who is a long distance hiker, we recorded an interview back in when I was still living in New York, and um, I'd like to put that one out. And also an episode that I did in late March last year, uh, or an interview, sorry, with um, my friend Olivia, who was talking about her experiences being a person of Latinx descent, moving from New York down to East Tennessee, and what that was like for her. Um, and those actually sounded good, and I want to get them out there. And then I do want to just give a heartfelt thank you to everyone who agreed to be interviewed by me even though interviews didn't necessarily happen specifically my sister Kate uh, we talked several times and it just never occurred and my sister Fia and my mom I know there are a few others out there Lily Desmond want to talk to you about music Joanna Ang we recorded an interview but my god that audio is terrible because why did we do it in a restaurant I don't know what I was thinking and Katie Baker, my very, very first interview. I have not been able to listen to that tape. I just can't. I can't bring myself to do it because I'm so convinced that it sounds horrible. But I remember distinctly the moment at the end when we were talking about that agreement we made with Liz Neville Smith that if we were ever really in trouble, we'd just post hashtag too blessed to be stressed. And none of us ever did that. And I asked you if you ever wanted to. And your response was so visceral. Yes, so many times. And I want to explore why we never did that. Why we never actually asked for help. Thank you for your time and for your energy. This episode is dedicated to my child, Lyra. Thank you for pushing me to start this exploration by keeping me at home with a very small, very demanding, very cute little baby. I am so proud of the person that you're growing to be.